Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. Do you believe in ghosts? Hello and welcome back to Ghost Stories, the podcast. Uh, we apologize, or I apologize, for missing you last week without a, a short scare that was purely down to coming down with an illness passed on from my son. Anyone with kids will know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, I realize we're a bit late this week. It's kind of to do with that, but also because I really want to get this this episode spot on before we shared it with you because it's a, it's a really good one. Uh, before we get on to that, I want to let you know, stick around at the end of the episode because we're going to talk a bit about what's happening over the Christmas period because I'm going away for a while. Uh, so I want to keep you informed there what to look out for. And of course, go to facebook.com forward slash ghost stories, the podcast and give us a like there. Now down to business. This week's story is one that I found on a website where people share their their spooky encounters. So I reached out and asked if we could uh, use it for the pod because when I read it, I was really intrigued and interested. Uh, it's definitely one uh, one of the more creepy stories we've recorded, but I'm hoping you all enjoy it. It's called A Physician's Tradition. My grandfather is probably the coolest old man there is. At 92, he still maintains a healthy, active social circle, and you'd never be able to tell him apart from maybe your average 60 or 70 year old. Aside from his antics, in his mind he was far younger than his biological age. You see, my grandfather, collectively known in the family as Old Man, is a retired physicist, and he understands issues that come with age and therefore maintains an active, healthy lifestyle to avoid said issues. If you're wondering how active, well, Old Man is actually still playing basketball. I wouldn't call him strange, but he does have the odd habit of playing an old gramophone throughout the rainy season. He never really told anyone why he does this, he just calls it his personal tradition. Mind you, as old as he is, the old man does not fear technology. He even has a smartphone that he operates as well as any teenager would. It had been over a decade since I stayed over at the old man's house, so when the opportunity presented itself, I thought, you know, I'd, I'd like to go, go stop over for the night and spend some time with him. I know he didn't really mind, but I can't say he was overjoyed by my decision to stay over, as I visited him in general quite often. Anyway, so after I spent some time meeting up with old friends and acquaintances, I went to the old man's house at the so-called rich people quarter. I say so-called because it's mostly just old, old folks, uh, rich old folks nonetheless. Once I showed up at his place, I found him getting ready to leave. Apparently, the old man had planned to spend the night on his fishing boat in a nearby lake. He took advantage of my arrival to dogsit his two-year-old black lab named Jessica. I didn't really mind, although I was looking forward to a, a nice, quiet night with my, my grandfather catching up, but I was happy to spend, spend the time with this dog and uh, just enjoy my own company. The old man was on his way out when he stopped at the front door and said to me in a somewhat cold tone, if the weather sours up, turn on the gramophone. I asked him why, but all he did was brush me off with his usual response to the matter. It's a tradition, so just do it. He left the house, closing the door gently behind him. Now, from what I know, he's been living here for the last, I don't know, 60 years or so. He and my grandmother, who unfortunately passed away, bought the house a few years before they got married in their early 30s. 
The thing is, I can recall a few conversations between the old man and other family members regarding the history of the building. Apparently there were many residents before him, but not a single family managed to last in the place for more than a year. Even today, people ask me how the old man's doing because of some curse or some odd urban legend surrounding the house. However, if you ask him, the old man always says it's nonsense and a bunch of fools making up stories. You know, they just think the house was built on a godforsaken piece of soil in that town. I guess he means it was built in an unusual part of the city's land. After the old man left, I prepared myself some dinner and went to kill some time by playing some uh, some video games. J- judge me if you want, I know at my age I probably could be doing something more productive than uh, than playing survival horror shooters, but uh, but that's that's what I like to do. Everything was fine for around a couple of hours and then the room began to get cold. I looked at the window to see that it had begun to rain, profusely. Now the funny thing was about the old man's house, the roof was so thick, you could hardly hear it's raining, even when the house is completely silent. I turned to the old man's gramophone and uh, thought some Lionel Richie would have been lovely at that moment. Unfortunately, the gramophone went dead after a few minutes of playing. Oh well, there goes that tradition, I thought to myself after being able to unstart the old machine. I went back to my laptop and continued to kill pixelated zombies as I did beforehand. After a while, I began to feel a bit anxious. It wasn't just a sense of anxiety, I felt a sense of dread. I thought it might be the result of the adrenaline in my system, maybe I was just getting pumped from the game, although that doesn't usually happen, but I decided to turn off my laptop and take a shower. I went to the old man's room to get a towel from his closet, and after doing so, I went straight to the bathroom on the second floor. Once I got to the bathroom, I flipped on the light switch and stepped inside the room. In it, there was just a shower cab. Or actually, not exactly a cab, it was like a segregated square that's covered by thick nylon curtains. The showering space is located on the left inner corner of the room. Facing it, there was a toilet. Next to the toilet, there's a little plastic uh, drawer chest filled with some soaps and other hygiene-related stuff. I placed a clean towel on the chest and started undressing, hanging my clothes on the hangers I went. I looked back three times in the process of undressing myself. I don't even know why, it just felt like someone was there with me. I felt like someone else was with me in the house. The sense of dread I had in me did not make me feel any better, and it hadn't left me until I had the water running over my head at full force, making a lot of noise. Taking a shower relieved all that sense of dread. It was gone completely when the first droplets of water hit my body as if it was some sense of release. I felt fine again, and after taking the shower, I turned off the water and... Within minutes, the good feeling started to wear off. Once I left the showering space, I felt a chill crawling down my spine. I felt cold. The room I was in could not be cold. It was just full of hot vapors from the the water and the shower I'd just taken. The dread was back moments later, it crept into my core, I could feel my heartbeat steadily rising this time. I wrapped the towel around my hips and began combing my hair. My action was cut short by this terrible noise that sounded as if someone with a horribly dry throat was inhaling loudly. It made me jolt in my place. I ran out of the bathroom to see if there's anyone inside the house. I was expecting a burglar, playing tricks or something, so I I yelled loudly, hello? Hoping to shock the intruder, if there was one, into making a sound. I must admit though, my voice broke halfway through my screen because of my hyperactive senses. It sounded as if I was about to cry with fear. No sound came back. Nothing. Utterly silent. Only muffled raindrops hitting the roof of the house. 
I went back into the bathroom and began combing my hair again. As I did, I was pretty sure I spotted a blurry movement in the mirror behind me. The sight made me freeze in place. I felt my heartbeat escalate from a hundred and twenty or so to what felt like three hundred in a millisecond. I slowly began to turn my head backwards, only to find nothing there. Nothing, just a fully lit hole behind me. I started thinking I might be losing my mind, but another anguished inhale filled my ears. I froze trying to rationalize what was happening inside the house. So many thoughts ran through my mind, but nothing could provide a logical explanation. I began to feel colder again. Why was I feeling cold? It made no sense. The room was still full of hot steam. I put the hairbrush down, pulled off the towel, and then I began to get dressed again. The lack of heat did not subside. I felt cold even when I got fully dressed. The sensation of someone's presence came back. I was considering looking up a therapist's number at that point. I picked up the towel and left the bathroom. I froze dead in my tracks. And lightning struck in that moment. Its light illuminated the walls and the hall in the shape presenting long claws stretching from one side of the wall to the other. The imagery made me bolt as fast as I could across the hallway and down the stairs. So much so I almost found myself falling across them. I threw the towel in the laundry box and bolted even faster to the guest room where I was sleeping. I turned on the TV to some comedy show and blasted the speakers as loud as I could without causing discomfort to myself. After turning on the TV, I collapsed on the bed and started to regain my breath. I swear I felt like I ran a whole marathon. Soon enough, I began to feel better. It started with the feeling of another presence dissolving, and I had stopped feeling cold. Eventually, the sense of dread went away, and I felt as if a rock had been lifted off my chest. About 40 minutes later, after I'd, I'd finally calmed down, uh, Jessica, the dog, began barking. You know how dogs sometimes bark softly in their sleep or let a bark or two when they would hear someone passing by their territory? But she she was barking as if trying to scare someone off, you know, rather aggressively. I guess I shoved all the strange details of my evening to the back of my head by that point because once I noticed Jessica wouldn't stop barking, I walked out idly to the living room where she was sleeping beforehand. The second I set foot in the living room, my body froze. Literally, I was unable to move. You know the feeling you get when someone throws a bucket of ice on you? Well, if that's ever happened. I felt ten times that. Everything went cold, really cold. I began shaking uncontrollably in front of me. The black lab was barking at something. That's the best I call it what I saw there. Something. thing Jessica was barking at was tall and a, a snowy white, partially translucent figure, around seven feet in height. Skeletal, its features were clear as daylight, from the long bony fingers to the emasticated, deathly looking exposed torso. This thing was unbelievably thin, I could count the ribs through. Its mouth wide open but no teeth were visible, and the eyes, oh, oh god, the eyes, no pupils, nothing, just fears of pure white. This thing stood there with its head slightly tilted to the side, mouth open, it did not move, which made it feel even more petrifying. 
My first physical reaction was to wince as hard as I could. I clapped both my hands and my eyes shut, hoping like a little kid that the scary monster in front of me would be gone by the time I reopened them. Oddly enough, once I dared to open my eyes again, I was alone in the room. Just Jessica and me. No tall and pale thing in sight. Jessica began wagging her tail and ran towards me. I grabbed her and carried the 67-pound dog up to the guest room before this thing could make its return. I could not sleep that night. Whenever I closed my eyes, I could just see this, this thing staring at me. Anytime I was about to fall asleep, I was jolted awake by my own fears. I can honestly say it was the worst day of my life. The old man came back around 9am and I told him all about what happened the night before. He began laughing uncontrollably and he heard the story and decided to tell me about the physicist's tradition. It turns out that whenever rain hits the roof of the old man's house, the impact creates a low frequency sound. Not high enough to be consciously noticed, but just high enough to affect the eyes and the ears of any person inside. And that's why he has his gramophone playing through the cold season, to avoid disturbing hallucinations. Oh, I felt relief. I said, oh, so that's what, that's what happened to, to me and Jessica last night. And he stopped and said, Jessica? So I mentioned about the dog barking and the thing in the front room. He, his skin went white and pale and his eyes widened with what can only be referred to sheer terror. And he said, well, it only affects people. Well, how about that? I, uh... I hope you found that just as spooky and intriguing as I did when I originally read it. And thank you to the writer of that story for allowing us to use it on the podcast. I hope you feel we did it justice. Make sure to vote for if you think it was based in fact or a pure work of fiction. This is one instance where I don't actually know myself. You can do that on ghost-stories.co.uk or go into Facebook and forward slash ghost stories of the podcast and let us know there. We'd, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And of course, drop us a like while you're there as well. We're not far off the 300 mark which is be a, a great milestone for us and talking to facebook uh in the next month or so depending on how time allows we're going to create a uh, group attached to the facebook fan page where uh, you can all share your stories and interact with each other because we'd really like to see the community come together and and hopefully if there's any interesting stories there we might be able to to get them on the pod but yes i did mention early on i'd tell you what's happening over the next four to five weeks uh because i'm taking a little time off um Obviously, I had a little time off anyways because of illness, but this one is planned. We're, we're off to my homeland in Canada uh, for about just over four weeks for Christmas. Uh, so regular listeners will know I'm, I'm from Canada and live in the UK. So we're, we're going to take a little break. And rather than overpromise and underdeliver, I, I think what we're going to aim for in, in that time period of about the next four or five weeks is two short scares and one full episode. And uh, in an ideal world, I'm, I'm, I'm weighing up a few stories right now. There might be a, a Christmas special that we do for the full episode, but we'll see. Because uh, I do like a, a, a spooky Christmas-themed ghost story. But yeah, so that's it. Uh, one thing I'll leave you with is make sure to keep subscribing. We're getting a lot of reviews coming in. A lot of, uh, a lot of uh, likes on Facebook. And it's, it's really helping the podcast grow. And of course, the bigger we get, the more time we can put into creating more episodes for you. Uh, the goal would be to do one full episode every week and, and continue to hit the day regularly, but it really depends on, on the volumes we get through. Um, but yeah, that's that's the goal eventually. And we thank you all for uh, 
for continuing to support the podcast because we couldn't do it without all you listeners. But that's it. Yeah, I've had a bit of a, a bit of a ramble, which is unusual for the end of the episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And we will, of course, see you soon. So keep an eye on those updates on Facebook and wherever you listen. And of course, don't stop asking, do you believe in ghosts? Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.